0: This is the ep audio experience. A few months back, I was strolling through my memories on social media. The date was 7th November. And the earliest memory that my social media account could pull up was from 2012. I had posted an update on the day I signed my first books contract with a delhi based traditional publisher. That was a moment in history for me. Then the next memory was from 2014. And that was the day I went to watch the movie that would become my all-time favorite, Interstellar. Yes, it has been 9 years since Interstellar released. Let me tell a little secret. Among directors who have left an indelible mark on my generation, none have quite rocked a world like Mr. Christopher Nolan. So I thought, why don't I talk about the story that moved me the most? Therefore, in this episode, we are going to look closely at the mysterious story plan behind Christopher Nolan's amazing movie, Interstellar. This special movie didn't just excite people all over the world, it got everyone talking about space, time and what it means to be a human. Even people who had nothing to do with it, you know, with science fiction and all, even they spoke about it because the story connected each and every one of us at the primal level. The screenplay of Interstellar is a testament to the power of storytelling. It weaves together elements of science, emotion, and sheer audacity that propels us on a journey through wormholes and black holes, while never losing sight of the heart wrenching connections that bind us all the human connection and the very question of existence. As you dissect the layers of this epic tale, we'll explore how the screenplay crafted moments that made us say, Wow, and those sad moments that made us feel emotional for the characters. So get ready for a really, really exciting ride into space and time. This is The Story Vault on Epilogue Media and I'm K. Hari Kumar. Before Interstellar, Christopher Nolan had already made a name for himself by writing and directing three highly successful Batman films, propelling him to fame as both a writer and director. Nolan's films often grapple with sophisticated concepts wrapped in the full potential of what a blockbuster can achieve with state-of-the-art effects and daring storytelling. Most of you who are listening to this podcast might be aware that the Indian film *Gajani* was quote-unquote inspired from Nolan's memento. However, it was his work on Inception that garnered him special recognition. The high-concept sci-fi tale showcased Nolan's fearless approach to complex ideas. Interstellar can be seen as a spiritual successor to Inception. Interstellar unfolds in a future Earth that is ravaged by environmental catastrophe and it's facing its demise within a mere century. At its core, the story of Interstellar orbits around the protagonist Cooper portrayed by the talented Matthew McConaughey. His main drive is exploration. Once a NASA pilot, he now toils as a farmer in a world plagued by food shortages. His deepest affections are reserved for his two children, his daughter, Murph, and his son, Tom. Murph, the elder and only daughter of Cooper. She is a bright mind with an ardent passion for science. However, her heart shatters when her father embarks on this mission with NASA to search for habitable planets in the vast expanse of space. This anger becomes a prevailing force in her life and that drives her character forward. This potent emotion ultimately propels her to transcend the pain of her father's departure leading her to unravel the gravitational equation that holds the key to saving the earth. And this film, it draws substantial inspiration from other monumental sci-fi masterpieces and notably it is Stanley Kubrick's 2001 A Space Odyssey, which happens to be another favorite of mine. Now let's talk about the story right from the start. The initial scene depicts a plane crash, which subsequently reveals itself to be a recurring dream haunting our protagonist, Cooper. While this may strike as peculiar initially, the placement of the crash holds deeper significance. It stands as a lone clue in the film prior to his departure from Earth, hinting at his prior involvement with NASA. This is why we call show, don't tell. If they had not shown this opening scene, there would have been a need for explicit dialogue regarding his past as a pilot, to prevent the audience from assuming that they have just selected any random farmer for a mission of such magnitude. Later within the confines of the NASA facility, a physicist elucidates the gravitational anomalies to Cooper mentioning, at first, they were just small disturbances in the upper atmosphere. In fact, I believe you encountered one yourself. To this Cooper responds, yeah. When I crashed over the strait, something tripped my fly-by-wire. Thus right from this concise sequence, various threads are interconnected. This scene conveys a very important seeding into this enigmatic entities that will be referred to as they throughout the film. So that's the opening scene. Then we are introduced to the protagonist, his family and the world in the scenes that follow. When I say the world, I am not referring to the world as in the earth. Of course, in Interstellar, the world is not just limited to a single location or time period, but rather encompasses multiple dimensions, from a struggling earth to the far reaches of space. But let me explain what we filmmakers and writers mean when we say the world. In storytelling, the world refers to the setting, environment or universe in which the story takes place. It encompasses everything from the physical landscape and the geographical location to the cultural, social and historical context. The world sets the stage for the narrative providing the backdrop against which characters interact and events unfold. It includes elements like the time period, geographical location, society's norms, rules and any unique or fantastical aspects specific to this story's universe. In Interstellar for example, we are introduced to Cooper, a father of two. He's a farmer with two kids and an aging father-in-law. His world consists of a near future earth plagued by environmental catastrophe. The version of Earth is characterized by giant dust storms and crop light painting a picture of a planet in crisis. Advanced technologies coexist with agrarian struggles, indicating a society grappling with the consequences of ecological disaster. As the story progresses, the world expands to include the secret NASA facility, a hidden hub of interstellar exploration. Further into the narrative, the world broadens to uncharted galaxies and planets that the characters venture to. Each new planet presents its own unique environment with distinct challenges and possibilities, showcasing the vastness and diversity of the universe beyond Earth. So we are introduced to Cooper, who is struggling to navigate the changes in the world. His daughter Murph makes a curious discovery involving falling dust. She believes that there might be a presence in the room trying to communicate with her. This revelation leads them to a hidden NASA facility where Cooper's longtime friend, Professor Brand, unveils an ambitious plan for an interstellar mission. Brand lays out a plan A and plan B to Cooper, emphasizing that it's Earth's final hope to discover a habitable planet before dwindling resources lead to the extinction of humanity. They are in need of skilled pilots for the mission and they are asking Cooper to step in. Plan A would take those who remained on earth on a ship to a new habitable planet. Which is inspired from mythological stories about Frale and the Ark. You can uh, always check out the story of Noah and the Ark. Then you can always check out the story of Matsya Avatara in Matsya Purana. These are all very similar. It is always about an ark, about a ship. Earlier it was water that gulps the entire planet and then they set out on a ship, you know. And since this is the present time we are talking about and we are looking at a film that's set in the future, they are talking about interstellar traveling, not just, uh, you know, interplanetary traveling, it's interstellar traveling. Anyway, this plan B involved taking specimen and starting over on the new planet. However, this also means that Cooper would have to be away from his children and due to the relative nature of time, if he ever returns, his kids might have aged or even passed away. Now imagine that emotion that Cooper grapples, this is a profound moral dilemma, choosing between saving humanity and potentially missing out on his children's crucial years of growth, especially when you know that you may never save humanity on this planet and that decision is the end of act one this decision is very important because in the three-act structure the protagonist's journey it begins when he or she has to make a very difficult decision from where there is no turning back and this precise point in the three-act structure is the end of act one so the end of act one in a story typically starts a significant turning point or a moment of decision for the protagonist. It sets the stage for the main conflict and propels the story into its central challenges. In Interstellar, the end of Act 1 occurs when Cooper agrees to embark on the Interstellar mission to save humanity despite knowing that he will be separated from his children for an extended period due to the effects of time dilation. This decision sets the course for the rest of the narrative as Cooper and his team venture into space, facing unforeseen challenges and discoveries. Now comes the act 2. The second act is where the story shifts into high gear. Cooper, leading a crew of intrepid explorers, sets out on their audacious mission while Murph waits for her father at home. Cooper and crew pass through dangerous interstellar travel. One of their missions ends in failure and they lose a crew member on an unstable planet full of water. I can still remember that scene where they realize that it's not mountains that they see all around but huge waves. Then they decide to venture into Dr. Mann's planet based on Dr. Brand's insistence. Here Dr. Mann is played by Matt Damon and Anna Hathaway plays Dr. Brand. Now that's where we have that infamous conversation about love that can connect souls. We're almost nearing the interval point The unexpected encounter with man initially hikes their confidence in the mission's success. However, here the narrative takes a dark turn. Man's deceit. And look at the way Nolan has named his character. He has actually called this villain character, Man. M-A-N-N, obviously, but it's an indirect uh, dig at the nature of man. You see, Dr. Man isn't a villain villain, you know. He's not somebody who wants to do bad. He does it because he wants to survive. And in fact, that's, that's literally what he says, you know? He talks about survival of the fittest. He talks about the moment when you have to do what you're gonna do to survive. So man's deceit and his ill-fated attempt to seize control of Cooper's spacecraft shatters his hopes of a triumphant return home. Man dies, obviously. But Cooper and the crew confronts the harsh reality that they may never return on time. The crew grapples with the grim truth that a reunion with their families may be beyond reach. And that's the point where Cooper learns the big truth that Brand never believed in plan A and that it was always plan B. And back on Earth, Cooper's daughter Murph, she has turned as old as Cooper when he had left Earth. This again was an emotion seeded in the first act. For Cooper, the haunting notion of never reuniting with his loved ones is emotionally devastating. This is the lowest point for our characters. And that's when a daring plan emerges, born out of desperation. Cooper and the crew aim to harness the unique properties of the black hole to reach the last potentially habitable planet. Yet, this choice comes at a significant cost. An additional 51 years of Earth's time. Cooper comprehends the gravity of the sacrifice, recognizing it as essential to fulfill the mission's purpose. In screenwriting terms, Act 2 is typically the longest and most eventful section of a script, characterized by rising action, challenges and character development. The interval point is a pivotal moment where the story takes a drastic turn and often leading to increased stakes and complications. The lowest point for the characters tests their resolve and determination. And that's when we transition into Act 3, where the characters make a crucial decision or take a significant action that propels them towards the story's climax and eventual resolution. In the third act, the climax takes an unexpected turn. The meticulously planned use of the black hole's force doesn't go according to the plan. In an act of extraordinary selflessness, Cooper hurls himself into the black hole, hoping to give Brand a shot at survival. Why? Because that is the only hope to reboot human life on another planet. So Cooper chooses this over his personal desire to meet his daughter. Cooper finds himself in a four-dimensional space. A Tesseract intricately linked to Merv's room in the past. Now this, more than the script, it's a visual depiction of the director. The director's vision which takes this movie to an altogether different level. In this four-dimensional space, Cooper seizes this extraordinary connection to relay vital information to Murph. And Murph realizes that the ghost who was haunting her room during her childhood was actually Cooper from Future, contacting from the fourth dimension. Well, this is where in Interstellar and more importantly Christopher Nolan's writing comes a full circle and so perfectly that you can't really raise many questions you can obviously but that's the magic of an intelligently written script now coming back to the story Cooper relays the solution to the problem that Murph has been looking and remarkably after this the Tesseract closes and Cooper emerges from the black hole he then rejoins humanity in the vastness of space and he's found by humans from the future who are now living under the guidance or leadership of Murph who's quite old and then there's that scene where Cooper goes and meets Murph on a deathbed that's an emotional scene again because it's a parent who's going to see his or her child die in front of his eyes and that moment is very painful even though it's a culmination point of the film you know when everyone should be feeling high you suddenly feel emotional Now a man displays both in time and space, Cooper embarks on a quest to find Brand, revealing a newfound appetite for adventure. So this is the tail end, that the story is not over, it's never over. The story structure deftly weaves around high stakes action with touching emotional layers. And Cooper's transformation from a reluctant explorer to a determined saviour of humanity stands as a testament to the adept storytelling in Interstellar. This is the transformation in the character which is the aim of every story that you that you write and mostly when we are writing a story you know especially this is what happens when you when you're just starting out you know when you're under the influence of other books or films that you've watched you never really follow this transformation you just write under the influence of somebody else's story this is why it's very important to understand your characters to live your characters and when you live your characters you actually Instill life in your characters, and when you instill life in your characters, you give them this transformation which automatically completes your story. So, the narrative framework in Interstellar ensures a captivated engagement from start to finish, making this film an indelible cinematic odyssey. Interstellar beautifully balances cosmic exploration with deep human connections, blending scientific grandeur with heartfelt emotion. The dual narrative structure between astronomical science and intimate relationships, human relationships, this adds depth to the story. And even if some aspects are open to interpretation and kind of veer into sentimental territory, this interplay of science and emotion elevates Interstellar into a compelling and unforgettable cinematic experience. And of course, you don't even get me started with the visual effects of the film, the vision of the director, which I already talked about. I mean, look at the Way Nolan envisioned the black hole. He consulted scientists, and that's how we arrived at the conclusion that this must be how we can visualize or visually depict a black hole on a 2D screen. Anyway, more on that maybe in another episode. And I am going to wrap up this episode of the story vault. I hope this film's screenplay breakdown has given you the inspiration and guidance you need to maybe think about very simple. Solid story that's set on this very planet. Try watching Interstellar again after listening to this episode. It will help you understand the intricacies involved in telling stories at such a depth. Remember, my friends, you're all storytellers with incredible tales to share. So let your imagination soar, let your words flow, and let your stories captivate the world. If you have any questions or if there are specific topics that you'd like me to cover in future episodes, don't hesitate to reach out. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter and on threads. My handle is at the rate TheHariKumar. That is T-H-E-H-A-R-I-K-U-M-A-R. So this is K. HariKumar signing off from the Story Vault on Epilogue Media. Don't forget to subscribe and follow the podcast on Epilogue Media app or your preferred streaming platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Audible, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And also don't forget to share it with your friends. So until next time, keep writing, keep dreaming, and remember, your stories have the power to change the world.